I just don't think they're going anywhere. They're going to be I'm as long as Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> Sorry, my cat just fucking fell off the window. So. <laughs> We have our, somebody opened up like a metal like filing yeah. cabinet. I was like, call us the old dude. <laughs> you have files and shit? Chris Hansen here, and I'm going to need you all to take a seat right over there and check out Birds like versus Boys. I think you're completely right here, and I hate it. Yep. Hey, idiots. Stop doing dumb things. I got two phones. Upside alert. Upside alert. I might go insane. I think you're already there. There's no hope. Hope is gone. If this was an AFC North podcast, we'd be done in 15 minutes. Bob Hope. I'm going to drink bleach. That is the team you promised me you were going to be this year. This is the Consciously Hopeful podcast. I'll be watching. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 45-ish of Birds vs. Boys. We are post- Super Bowl 55, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are your Super Bowl champions. We have no more football until August. I'm very upset about that, but we have a fire offseason. We're going to talk a lot about that because it surrounds Philadelphia and Cowboys just as much. But as always, K-Mess here with you. Aiden is around. And we have a special guest with us today, the one and only CEO Joe, my co-host for Branded Radio. Gentlemen, how are you? I'm good. How are we doing? I'm doing pretty good. I thought about this today when we asked Joe to be on. We, as a group, started the NFL season together, doing the draft show all together over the summer. What a, what a great stream that was, too. That was that, that was, was a that was like a top five branded stream of all time, I think. Aside from the Cowboys getting CD Lamb, yeah, it was fantastic. <laughs> but yeah, that yeah, was like, the best part. Content wise, it was perfect. Yeah, because as always, they were just laughing at us, but it was still good. And we did live streams all summer talking about what we have a football season. And then like we did branded radio, you guys and I would fill in for Joe sometimes talking football. And Joe and I did a live stream for the Cowboys Eagles that you were too scared to get on. Yeah. Not that right, I'm too scared. Like, I, I set the ground rules. Go ahead, Joe. No, ahead. no, no, no. This is I'm, I'm glad Kevin, Kevin, I'm, I'm glad you brought this up. <laughs> Who doesn't just look at their phone during the game. First off live tweeting a game that you're watching is the best thing in the world. So just being like, I'm just going to stop myself from being a part of the social media experience just because my team is playing is so banana, banana land. land. I, I can't, I can't wrap my head around it. No, no. Uh, trust me. Go no, one game. If no is your rebuttal. You have no rebuttal. It's like, <laughs> I have, have more actually have no quarterback. I'd love to hear it. Yes. All right. You need three hours of just, just you and your team and not the fucking idiots that surround and roam yes. on Twitter. Has this been is- fun on Twitter the last few weeks, like reading people's takes about the Eagles quarterback situation? No. no you would, those are the people no, you were would- on Twitter during games. You ignore those takes. Did you see my Twitter last night? I was on fire. Just mm-hmm. fire meme after fire meme. That's, that is the best part of, of sports now is interacting on social media. I interact on social media. Like I tweeted during the Super Bowl. We popped off too. Well, you didn't even have to interact. You could have just sat there and we could have watched you. And Joe and I could, I just would love to have seen you sitting an inch and a half from your TV. Well, that's the other problem is that I literally sit three inches from the screen. So there's like no room for the line. Look at that. That's a fantastic tweet. Just an unbelievable tweet. Keep it going. This is what producer Vince does. 
Yeah. I mean, just fire to it. This one that had nothing to do with the game. This fantastic video clip found from TikTok. Tweeted that out this morning. Unbelievable. That, you that were on a roll. Thing, great play. Oh, that that always sunny clip didn't get nearly mm-hmm. enough love. Where's your tweet when it was the weekend going through the uh, glass house of mirrors that every there it is that everybody tweeted and you were like, here's everyone trying to look for something fun. I thought that was the funniest. It's just fantastic. fantastic tweet. (laughs) I thought it was pretty good. Uh, I mean, they're all all A plus. The Nick Merckx video, that was awesome as well. I mean, I was hitting home runs last night, just dinger after dinger. Boom. Which is great to do during the Super Bowl, just not when your team's playing. I need to be focused. Oh, yeah. I need to coach up the team from my couch. If the Cowboys were in that game last night, which, haha, they weren't, and they're not going to be in one for a very long time, but I would be in a dark room by myself. No, I don't believe that for one second. Oh, absolutely. You would be you would be texting us, and you'd be doing the reverse jinx. You'd go down three nothing, and you'd text the group. Well, ah, this isn't the day. Like I can feel it coming. We're not going to win. Where they go on like a seventeen zero run. There's there's no lead safe enough in Kevin's head. Nope. That None. he would tweet out like a positive. If they were up by ten with ten seconds left, he'd be like, mm, "I better just hang on to this for a couple more Did moments." You- did you see the Cowboys Falcons game this year? <laughs> it was unbelievable. So <laughs> it, it actually cost me a parlay. I had I had a money line, Falcons money line that that cost me the parlay. Well, of course, mistake number one was betting on the Falcons. So oh, I do feel speak- bad, but in a much more real sense. Fair I can't point. So speaking of the Falcons here, because they're they're in this, I wanted to drop something to you guys that I didn't uh, I didn't warn you about here, and I want to get your take. We're gonna pick the Thursday night opening game here. Right now, we're going to make predictions of what who we think the opponents are going to be. So obviously, it's going to be the Tampa Bay Buccaneers opening the season on Thursday night in Tampa Bay. So their home opponents this season, obviously, are their division, the Falcons, the Panthers, and the Saints. But besides that, they play the Buffalo Bills at home, Chicago Bears, Dallas Cowboys, and Miami Dolphins. Who do you think they open up with at home Thursday night to start the season? I think that was seven if I counted wrong. Who, who, oh, Giants, Giants. It's yeah. listen, the Kevin's answer is the Cowboys, obviously. So we're just, or I have a second it. one, but it's the Bills. It's I definitely it the Bills because you have, you have the, the Super Bowl MVP, the greatest of all time, and he'll open up against a guy that a lot of people think is the next MVP and most likely will be making a run at the MVP next year. I think it's the Bills. I think if the Chiefs would have won. Yesterday, I think that would have been the Bills as well. But maybe that one, I think you could probably have sold me on the Cowboys. I think for this one, you open up with a little AFC versus NFC, Super Bowl MVP, MVP. I think the the interconference games don't happen too often on opening night just because it's hard from a schedule-making challenge. And yeah. I will say something nice about the Cowboys. I wouldn't put them on the Thursday night opener because they mm-hmm. can draw week one as a primetime game by themselves. So why stack those two in one box when you could just do it separate, get great ratings for one game because it's the opener and get great ratings for another because it's just the Cowboys. I would say probably Saints. I don't know who their quarterback is going to be, but they're still like a playoff caliber team. The only thing really holding that team back was quarterback. Everybody else was was like playoff caliber. So I think like that was the big game this year. And nothing's going to change. I know Drew Brees probably won't be there, but I mean, it's still going to be a pretty good team. 
Besides the Cowboys, because I think you are correct on that, that they can draw by themselves, because obviously they do. So I could see it being the Cowboys, because it's the greatest of all time, opening up against America's team, Dak coming back, blah, blah, blah. But it also could be maybe either of these three teams, the Chicago Bears or Carolina Panthers or the Saints, wherever wherever Carson Wentz goes. He's just going to start the season (laughs) against Tom Brady in another year. I was actually going to make that joke. Yeah, I was going to say, it depends on on what happens with Carson Wentz. I think the Bears, though, if – I think the Bears are a really interesting team, and they're they're one of these teams that I always kind of root for just because they are the lovable losers. If they get themselves a pretty good quarterback, we saw what that offense was doing at the end of the year where they really started to pick shit up. I mean, they're going to be a pretty good team and a pretty interesting team next year. So you're saying somebody else than Carson Wentz, then? Well, now that was just rude, and that was uncalled for. Like Dak Prescott. Like yeah, could pay for Dak Prescott. Yeah. Could be. Yeah. Never then, know. That it would absolutely be the opener. Would be Bears, Bucks if Dak went. Absolutely. Oh, God. Yeah, I agree. If they keep Allen Robinson, that team's going to be pretty good. If they can just get like a quarterback who's not Mitchell Trubisky, or Nick Foles, or or Nick Foles. <laughs> Only in Philadelphia is the guy who's expected to be good. Or you just have Nick Foles just play fourth quarter. And overtime of every game. Just bring him in the fourth quarter. Hey, you just get us there. You let Nick Foles finish it off. It kind of like what enough. the Dolphins did this year. Yes. With right. It's magic. But it doesn't get enough hatred towards the Bears coaching staff for having Nick Foles on your sideline during a playoff game where you have three points in the in the third quarter and just not using them. Like you yeah. think like and break glass in case of emergency. This is it. Like throw them in there. It might work. Mm-hmm. I don't Never I know. cannot believe that they went through a playoff game and didn't even try. <laughs> Matt Nagy, baby. All right. Let's uh let's get into this game. Super Bowl. Uh did not play out. I don't think how many of us expected. I, I said it was gonna be 32-27-ish. I think you both said close. So we were close on the uh on the Bucks score, but not so much for the Chiefs. And I think every single one of us, including producer Vince, picked the Bucks, correct? Yeah. Well, mine's unfair. I had a future on the Bucks, and then I also had a future on KC. So I picked three futures going in in October. I picked KC, Tampa Bay, and Seattle. So I was I was good in the green no matter what, but I was rooting very hard for the Bucks because they were the obviously the bigger payout for me. So I'll claim that I had them. You said it on radio, so that counts. Yeah. Um, all right, Aiden. So what did you think of the game? factors why the bucks went so big i go back to our interview with colin where we talked about the buccaneers defense and that's when we really started doing a deep dive and just talking about and it's been a trend this whole off this whole uh playoff run tom brady gets all the love but this defense fucking hits people like they are ferocious they swarm to the ball they get after the quarterback and like the way yeah the antoine winfield Fantastic. I'm sure we're going to do uh, MVPs that aren't Tom Brady later. His name might pop up. Mm-hmm. But just the way they got after – we should have saw this coming. Colin said it. Like, they got after Aaron Rodgers, and then the Chiefs didn't have their starting tackles. What do you expect to happen? And that's exactly how it played out. Mahomes was running for his life. So I know the takeaway is going to be Brady and Gronk, but Jesus, their defense is just so underrated. Do you know that Patrick Mahomes, he's – uh, only lost one game ever with Eric Fisher in, and now he's three and four when Eric Fisher does not play. Wow. 
I, tackles uh, are important. And as a Cowboys uh, yeah, fan yeah. and you guys as Eagles fans, we saw it this year. Cowboys, right away from the jump, they didn't have the right tackle to start the season and then lost their left tackle and goodbye season. And that's what I was going to say is just like, obviously our quarterbacks aren't Patrick Mahomes. You know, like I'm not saying Carson or Dak Prescott is that guy, but it just goes to show how important like trench work is in the league. And it doesn't matter who you are. Like you said, Zach Martin was in and out. Tyron Smith was out. Miles Collins was out. We had a new offensive line every week, and look what happened. It, it was just a shit show every week. And Mahomes was running for his life. I think that's my biggest takeaway. I've been learning it, this isn't Madden. Real life is not Madden. It doesn't matter the skill position players as much. Like You need to have a solid offensive line or nothing else will work. He ran yeah, for 492 yards last night. Is that what you're going to drop? That's exactly what I was about to say. I saw that stat, and I – staggering to run almost 500 yards in a game and listen he was bad like he wasn't good and i know a lot there was a lot of the drop passes the one that hit the dude right in the face i for, mm-hmm. was that kelsey that hit him right in the face mask no. like right on the goal line he hit I know kelsey had one bad drop at one point mm-hmm. people are trying to make the narrative that you know the his receivers really let him down there was like two bad drop passes it was the offensive line didn't give him a chance whatsoever but even when he was scrambling he still he just looks so uncomfortable, and yes, he didn't he didn't have a ton of help, but he still looked overall. He just looked bad. A fifty two passer rating. Even if you get a couple of those extra two catches, it's obviously going to go up. Maybe you're in the eighties, but you're still not touching a hundred passer rating last night for the way he performed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think he w- he was shook from the jump, and I, I think he he probably knew that this was the type of game it was going to be with the tackles out and the names on that defensive line. But when you get punched in the mouth, man, it's like Mike Tyson says, everybody's got a plan until you got punched in the mouth. And he got punched in the mouth early and often. And I think that just shook him. And I don't know. He was limping a little bit. I know he's getting surgery on that turf toe right after the Super Bowl, too, now. So I don't know if he was still hobbled. He probably was. But I'm not going to make excuses for him. You're right. I mean, he just was probably one of the worst games I've ever seen him play. And I mean, it's got to be the, the – I know it's his first game ever in the NFL where his team has not scored a touchdown. And I'm guessing it's probably one of the only times in his entire life, which is yeah. remarkable, especially at Texas Tech. They definitely yeah. put up points every yeah. week. Yeah, where all the I mean, all the numbers came out. It's like the first time he's lost a game by like 20 points since college, yep. and like all this other like crazy stuff came out. It really is a wake up call for him. And, and Kevin, you and I talked about it on Saturday on radio. Very are those fresh made cookies, fresh out of the oven. I mean, do you have a glass of milk? Do you do milk and cookies? You have to do milk with them, right? I do, but I, we don't have any milk, so. What? I know. We don't you, have milk you in the house. almond milk guy? You seem like No, I like regular milk. That is, that's the most expensive thing. Any. If any of us, if we were to look at any three of us here, just by judging on looks and say one of us drinks almond milk, it would be you, Aiden. You look like an almond milk guy. Yeah, you do. I, okay. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I don't <laughs> drink milk at all. You're going to throw Bruce almond has his hand up. Vince well, looks I mean, like an almond milk guy. He does look like an almond milk guy too. This kind of like new age. I yeah. listen to Drake a lot more than I probably should. Type type of look. I drink almond milk just watching calories. I get it. I get it. Yeah, new age. These young guys, right? These young whippersnappers. First off, let me tell you something about almond milk. It takes like two gallons, three gallons of water to make like one half gallon of almond milk. All right. So who who are we saving? Not the earth. I'll tell you that much. Okay. You're drink supposed to be saving yourself. It's supposed to be healthier. Yeah, but listen, I'm not selfish. I care about the earth. Yeah, you know, I like cows. Yeah, I love cows. Okay. Moo. 
What anyway, were we that's talking awesome. about, Patrick? I don't Mahomes? even know. I don't know what we're. Oh, Saturday, oh. we were talking about the defense, and I think both of us said this team reminds us a lot of that, like New Orleans defense in like 2010, 2011, when they were just hitting the shit out of people. And I think it was that. I, I think it was an NFC Championship game, maybe a divisional game, where you had the the Niners at home against uh, the Saints, and they were just smacking each other back and forth the entire game. And that's how this defense came to play. They looked like. They look like dudes. Yet they were dudes yesterday. Mm. Uh, and I mean, Todd Bowles definitely watched that film from when they played earlier in the season. Was like, you are not beating us deep. Ty- we're taking Tyreek Hill out of the game. They played two safeties deep the entire game, sent for, and they just they, they couldn't do anything about it. There's nothing this offense could do except for Travis Kelsey. What do you have? Uh, did you hit that bet too? It was 131, right? And he ended yes. with 133. Oh yeah, I hit that. I also took live Patrick Mahomes over 271 yards passing. He finished with 270. That son of a bitch. And all those passes that they missed, you know, like we mentioned, like hitting guys smack dab in the face and they drop it at the goal line. That would have definitely helped one of them. My takeaway still from that game, like you said, just the way that they hit and swarmed. Like it was, there was no time when you saw Tyreek Hill and it was a one-on-one. It was just four guys, four or five. That was my biggest takeaway. Verbal meme, um, Chiefs defense, handshake, Jose Canseco, or Chiefs offense, handshake, Jose Canseco, uh, getting shook when they got punched in the mouth. <laughs> that was uh, That was actually one of my tweets that I made before the game that I'm very upset to not – go to viral either was uh was this one with the jose canseco tom brady and the haters i said this is gonna be tom brady (laughs) after he wins the super bowl tonight just a fantastic tweet what a wild weekend just and this is when i knew it was over watching shaq barrett get interviewed like this before the game (laughs) so this (laughs) game is over this game is over right now (laughs) i wish i could pull something like that off i just absolutely cannot no no Um, what did you guys think about the penalties I know people are bitching, people are complaining, blah, blah, blah. Aiden, I'll let you go first. Well, I just, like, I feel like we can, here's, I bitch about this all the time, but everyone always has to have a hot take. We need to scale it back, and we need to be the guys who are, like, reasonable. Like, yeah, they called too many penalties. Yeah, it screwed over the the Chiefs a little bit. But they got their ass kicked. Like, they got their They were not winning the game. They were not winning the game. It did not matter. I think it's fair to, like, say – the refs were too involved, but also recognize that the Buccaneers were just a way better team on Sunday. Yeah. And listen, I get there was a couple of those calls that I definitely think were bad. Do we even have is uncatchable pass still a thing? Because I feel like I haven't heard that used. I haven't seen forever. this thing in a long in time. forever, right? Yeah, I know. So I don't know if that if they just got rid of that or whatever. There were a couple bad calls. Yeah. But like you said, they one, they weren't winning that game, and two, the Chiefs were holding all over the place. Like yep. it wasn't like it was I think they showed the one play, they're like, oh yeah, they called him for holding. And then they showed like two other people in coverage also holding the shit out of the receivers. Mm-hmm. So yeah, they, they were still they were getting penalized no matter what. I think a couple of them, yeah, were a little soft. Yeah, the the only one where I was like, wow, that's really egregious is the Tyra Matthew one. Because that was very uncatchable. They were purposely – Brady looked like he was throwing it out of the back of the end zone. Yep. So they didn't get sacked because they were out of timeouts. And they called that one. But aside from that, I mean, they were being physical. Like, yep. they were holding. Did you guys hear about the uh, – the, or did you see the Darren Ravel tweet? I was just about to bring this up. 
Like I up. think that needs to be discussed. Have you seen it, Kevin? No, I'll look right now. So he basically, I don't know. Was this right in the beginning of the game or was this after like the first quarter? So was, oh, so they talked about it on what part of my take. He brought up the same fact twice. So he did it before the game. And then she was okay. the one who called that penalty on Tyron Matthew. And then after that, he was like, oh, yeah, by the way, here's yeah. my little factoid again, which was just yeah. ridiculous. Yeah. So, Kevin, so basically what he was saying was like, you know, congratulations, like Sarah Thomas for being the first female ref. Oh, yep. little fun fact. She has a son named Brady. He was born like after the second Super Bowl. And like she's from, you know, somewhere in New England, stuff like that. But yeah, literally just throwing it out there like, hey, you know, just saying if it ends up being like a ref show all over the place, you know, maybe there's some, you know, just putting that down in the mind is such a douchebag tweet. Yeah. Sarah He's Thomas, the female referee who will make history in tonight's Super Bowl, has a son named Brady who is 16 and was born after Tom Brady's second Super Bowl win. Just a fun fact. Yeah. Just an absolute awful, awful tweet. Just yeah, quote unquote, just a fun fact. It's just yeah. so we don't. He's such an asshole, you know. It's like, really, I mean, literally, there's no other way to. to and and look he, at that picture of her. She's a fox. Why are you using that picture? You know what I mean? Yeah, right. Let's get yeah, a that's more a, flattering. Yeah, let's get a real a real picture of her, please. And and like, she does a good job. I was supposed to say she does a good job. You're just. Yeah creating a conspiracy theory out of thin air for clout on the internet. And you're just like disparaging this girl, creating this conspiracy theory just for, for likes, because you, you want to be Ben Shapiro with sports interest in your life. Like, These refs is such a fucking clown. The refs in the Super Bowl all grade out the highest during the season at their position. And that's why they're in the Super Bowl game. It's not like yeah. she was like, Oh, Tom Brady's going to be in the game. We're going to take her and put her right here. And uh, yeah, now Tom's going to win. It's just an awful, awful tweet from an awful human. And that Ben Shapiro take, that might be the best comparison I've ever heard. That's just spot on. <laughs> there was a, there was a lot of people that brought out like annoyance and hatred, like the whole Mahomes clan yesterday. I just oh. was so happy that they lost. His mom's going after Giselle and was saying the same things like, oh, you think my boy can really beat your son and the refs when they're on the same team? Like, are you really tweeting that? Joe, you brought it up, and it's—I was trying to think of somebody else. I don't remember an athlete who's becoming hateable, and he hasn't done anything to make himself hateable. It's the people around him. Yes, I can't think of another athlete where it's like that, where his posse around him creates him being like a hateable character. I—I'm trying to think, but but he really is. It's a shame because honestly, obviously he's a generational talent. He's going to be in the league for a long time. He's going to be competing at the highest level, you know, MVPs, Super Bowls. He's a guy I want to root for. I, I'm too. a big Andy Reid guy as well. So, you know, that first one last year, I was super pumped for them. But my God, Jackson Mahomes is insufferable. His girlfriend, wife, fiance, whatever it is. She's, Baby mama. She's awful. I mean, just the absolute worst. And the the they ain't ready. Night. They're not ready. Oh, they ain't ready. <laughs> That's the worst. So yeah, I don't know. I can't think of another ass. I can't think and of another Jackson Mahomes. who became hateable. And Jackson has a uh, clothing line now. Have you seen that? And it's called Unathletic. That's well, yeah. Well, shit. <laughs> you I actually untalented. respect the fact. Untalented. The dude. I can do it. All right. I'm gonna do a Jackson Mahomes. This is a Jackson Mahomes TikTok 
right here. <laughs> never done this before. Never practiced it. Vince, you're gonna throw some music over it. Just. <laughs> That's all he does. Millions of views. That's it. I didn't even practice that. And it's the same thing every time. There it is. Oh, yeah. Vince has it going on the screen. The only difference between him and kids on TikTok is that his background is just, instead of his bedroom, is just like a box suite at the Chiefs game. Or or in front of a private jet. Yeah. That he hopped on that was paid for by his brother's five hundred million dollar contract. I respect the fact that his clothing line is called Unathletic. I think that's like if he were to actually try to be fashionable and make up some like fashionista name, I'd be like, Mm -hmm. screw you, man. At least at least he's like somewhat self aware. Not much. Nobody in that family seems to be the slightest of self aware. But I I hope Patrick Mahomes cheats on her so much. I hope he (laughs) just. I want him to cheat on her so bad. You don't think it's already happened? I don't know if it is. He seems like too nice of a guy. That's the worst part. I just yeah. wish he would. God, I wish he would just cheat on her. She was she was getting a baby immediately. Wait, as soon as he signed that contract, oh. she was like, yep. in now. Money forever. <laughs> um, all right, before we go towards like the second half of the game, this is, I feel like, a good time to discuss um, <laughs> something that may be the most heated debate of all time on this show. Has nothing to do with sports. Has nothing to do with football. Has everything to do with the Pepsi halftime show. Trash. This, this is going to be. It is hilarious that it took forty-five episodes, seventeen weeks of regular season football, all the way to the Super Bowl in February during a pandemic, with a team that is like the, one of the biggest rivalries in sports, to finally get to our biggest argument. Probably going to be the most hostile. It was hostile um, today. Just texting about it before we even created it as a subject for the podcast. Well, what if you guys here. debated it? What if you guys debate it? And I'll just be the tiebreaker then, because who knows how I feel, right? Okay, could be anything. Yeah, uh, no, love it. Then, oh, or or we could just do a panel and bring Vince in because who knows how he feels that either. So <laughs> he's like twelve. Know, we know how he feels. Panel. Yeah, we know how he feels as well. He yeah, was bring drinking him in. almond milk with the weekend earlier. Yeah. Hello, nah, you guys. We need. We know. We need. To, yeah, there we go. This is gonna be like the scene. In Captain America Civil War, when they all go <laughs> up in the air, and it's time. I get to be Tom Holland. I'm going to say this. First, I tweeted right before it started. Yep. Official prediction, this is going to suck. And, like always, I was absolutely correct. That halftime show was dog shit in August, okay? It was smelly and stinky. And listen, I love the weekend. Banger. Do I? Banger. After banger music is great, performance awful, couldn't be worse. And then I saw some guy on TikTok today trying to explain the meaning behind of it, how he's coming up and he's you know blinded by the light, and then he has the he has everything, the world on his shoulders, and then he falls back down, and then he's with the blah, blah, blah. it was an abs- it was the worst. He didn't do anything. It was the absolute worst. He walked around. Worst. He literally walked around, and then he walked into a fun house that is part of a. You know, Delco Fair in the middle of August, and you walk it with the mirrors, and he didn't know where he was going. What that, the fuck was that? That was the only good part of the performance because it, it had brought to a beautiful away. meme. That was it. It's only that good because it. of memes. It wasn't good yeah. in the performance. If, 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 if this performance in 2009, before Twitter is around, it's unimaginably bad. So I'd already, love to hear the uh, rebuttal. I already said, Joe, too, if – 
Bruno Mars from 2014. Just his drum solo to start the whole thing was his whole performance oh. better than last night. Oh, my way better. God. I cannot believe that you are this uh, caught up on his drum solo. I do there's one point. He did. There's he did something. He he played the drums. What did Go the ahead. weekend do? Go ahead, Vince. I'll let you say it. Do first. you want me to say the one point? I know we both have the same one point. Can I say it? Yes. Yeah, you guys are old. <laughs> now, see, that's just not see, true. That, okay, okay, okay. If if that's your argument, you're not. I've, I've, no asked, I've asked a hundred times today. Tell me one thing that he did. He did. That was great. Okay. All right. Performed, me... sang. He didn't dance. I'll give you that. He's... He didn't dance, but the weekend doesn't dance. Do okay. He didn't do anything. Oh. He didn't do anything. He sang. He sang. He's a singer. He's an RB. You go to a high school, there's like 40 kids there that could do that exact same performance rendition and sound exactly like 40 him. 40 kids could sound like the weekend. Joe 40. could do it right now. 40 easy. E- okay. Hold on. First of all, let's take the weekend out because we're obviously we're a little bit biased because we like the weekend. The production like value, too. I like him too. Okay, that's what I'm saying. Let's take the artist out. The production value of the halftime show, I thought, was the best part. We've come like a few years ago. We've come so far in the past, like half decade, where we're like, ah, ha ha, look at that shark dancing. That's so funny. Oh my god, like, that was the that was oh the joke. Job. Halftime shows what? less than a half decade ago. Look at oh that God. production value with that like choreographed House of Mirrors, and then he ends up on the field thirty seconds later from the top of the stadium and comes down. House of Mirrors. Hold on. First off, a choreographed House of Mirrors. They literally were in there just bumping into each other. That's all yeah. they were doing. <laughs> we could have did that. They didn't disappear. Yes, he did. Do you believe in that? Wasn't on screen, and then he ended up on the field. But, I listen, guarantee you, you. Every time your uncle that went, was pre-recorded, that quarter didn't actually come out of your ear. You know that, Aiden, right? Like I I'm know, not. I'm just breaking news was, here. I'm not it impressive that it was just like it was staged that way, where he comes because down it was pre. That part was pre-recorded, and he was in an elevator going down real quick. I know. I'm saying that, but it's all part of the production value and the special effects. Like these are all interesting things. Firework. Oh my god, Aiden is one of the people that loves fireworks. Aiden loves fireworks. Aiden's a fireworks person. Oh my god, we have a fireworks person on staff. That's not my. I, they're fine, but like every performance, oh I totally like, love fireworks. No, I mean the fact that they came out and he had all those choreographed people, and then he comes back from the House of Mirrors, and then oh look, everyone can play violin. I thought it was interesting, and like the storyline behind it, I, I like that there was a storyline. Go this ahead. is the one year. This is the one year where having the whole stage and center field doesn't make any sense because you can't have a crowd around it. Yeah. So the fact that they had it up in the stands, I thought it was cool. No one's ever done that, mm-hmm. unless you want to count Lady Gaga's weird ass pre recorded intro. Yeah. Like oh wow, she jumped in. Oh wow, the shark was dancing around. That was more. Yeah, than they, they played a tape recording. I'll give you. I'll give you five. I'll give you five performances. Janet Jackson's when Justin Timberlake, that old one, Jessica Simpson, Kid Rock, Nelly, P. Diddy, they were all there. Better. Kid Lady Rock. Gaga's better. You oh two after 9 11, better. Bruno Mars, definitely better. Prince, miles better. Bruno well, Mars. Rain, Prince in the rain. Playing Purple Rain. That was that was a moment. I'm not arguing with that one. I think that would be fantastic. Bruno Mars's entire show. Bruno Mars's was ruined by the Chili Peppers. That was so bad. No. Bruno Mars is also one of the most overrated artists. So if we're going to put song versus song, a Weekend and Bruno Mars, then it's going to be The Weekend because he's just well, – we didn't do that. He's not doing that. He's a performer. Who cares? I'm not he's saying Bruno Mars' songs are better. 
He's performing the same PC pop star radio BS again and again and again for six straight songs. Like I think the weekend's music he is played, better than Bruno Mars. So I'd he played a one-minute drum solo. The weekend walked around. Yeah. So I, it's, it's funny that this is our argument right now because I've had this theory for a while. I think Michael Jackson died and split into two people, and it's the weekend and Bruno Mars. And the weekend no. got the voice, and Bruno Mars got the showmanship. No. I kind of yeah, that was that was that was the I'll other thing. The weekend was kind of trying to be a little Michael Jackson last night, and I wasn't wasn't digging it. No, but if you if you listen to some of the weekend and close your eyes, he sounds like Michael Jackson. You have That's, to close your eyes because the, the look throws you off. The internet theory is the Drake song where it's featuring Michael Jackson is really the weekend. Like that's one of the internet conspiracy theories. Again, we both like the weekend. Yeah. But the performance, the performance was boring. Stunk. Absolutely. It was boring. very boring was the yeah. perfect. I, I can't believe we just sat through like Maroon 5 two years ago. And the best part of it was a pre-recorded SpongeBob episode from 18 years ago. And you guys are like, ah, I don't know about this weekend thing. As uh, he spent $7 million on the production value. Yeah, he should get his money back. Wasted. Should get his money back. How much are fireworks, Aiden? Coldplay. Everyone wore a colored bracelet and put their wrist up in the air. That was so much fun. Wow! Congratulations. And listen, to organize that many people is much harder than organize a couple fiddlers. Okay? No, it's not. I've been to a Coldplay concert. They just give you a white bracelet and turn it on at different times. You got to make sure everybody's sitting in the right seat. It's you know, it's a lot of dedication to do something like that. Instead of putting some underwear on your head attached to an N95 mask in a red jacket. Yeah. I also saw one of those dancers afterward tweet out this morning like, oh, I was a part of history. I'm still crying. History? Yeah. Well, Did they sign the Declaration of Independence again last night? No. <laughs> what do you mean history? You danced around for a little bit. For well, nine history? and a half minutes. Not Nobody even. You see your face. History? What are we talking about here? Another point history. I did have, though. My, my girlfriend is a classically trained dancer, okay? She's a trained dancer, okay? Danced her whole life. Literally. And she says, she, I don't think she liked the, she didn't like the performance either, but she said, I'll, she said, I'll, something like, I'll, I got to give credit to the choreographer. She liked the choreography. Yeah, 100%. I will say choreography outperformed the weekend. 100%. Yes. That was the best part. The weekend was and, just and, and like, we have to say, right? In the beginning, he sounded like shit. They had the vocals were all off. It was low. You could couldn't hear him. When he got on the field, he sounded better. But yeah, one star one, did not like, sound good. What I'll give you is the mic was too low. But like mm-hmm. it didn't like I, we. But me and Aiden were both under fifty five, so we knew all the words already. So it didn't matter. I again <laughs> listen to the weekend and enjoy him. Has nothing to do with him. Has to do with one performance. Everybody has a bad day, just like Patrick Mahomes. Weekend had a bad day. Yeah, making that I have a black friend argument. It's not working. Guys, I have I have a weekend remix on SoundCloud right now. I listen to. I don't know if SoundCloud's date me as well, but I'll play it. I don't give a shit. People still use SoundCloud. That's still a thing. But no, I love it. It's got great remixes. I agree. Like I think the the microphone thing was the biggest part. But again, like Vince said, you couldn't really have people in the crowd. So you're kind of working with what you got. And you're like, all right, let's send them up to the top. It'll be this different thing. And it was nice to see something new. I'm so tired of just like this generic, whatever pop band, Maroon 5, Coldplay. Like those are boring bands. Like there's nothing exciting about them. They produce the same music. There's nothing that interesting. Creed never did the halftime show. It was something unique and different. That was Thanksgiving. Whatever. It's a halftime show. No, it, it's, it, no, it's the biggest show in the world. 
Mm-hmm. You have to bring some heat. You can't just sing around the stage like you're in an eighth grade talent show. All right, listen to us. We just got demonetized on YouTube. Are you going to uh, Ultra Music Festival pretty soon oh, there, Joe? It's fucked up. You guys <laughs> muted me. Listen, me dancing around to the weekend would have been more entertaining than listening to him sing. I'm looking up halftime shows for the past half decade, and you guys tell me which ones are better. All right. Whatever ones you're about to name. Those ones. Wait, this is the best ones of all time. J-Lo and Shakira. 2013. Like, I feel like she's a good performer. Um, let's see. Oh, I wish this was in order. This is not working. Okay. I had one. The Black Eyed Peas in 2011. So you guys are telling me the Black Eyed Peas were more entertaining. Didn't they have Tom Petty with them? I don't remember. Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers, his year was fire. I'm pretty sure it was Black Eyed Peas with Tom Petty. That's another thing. There were no combo. Yeah, he should have brought somebody out with him. That was a bad. He he was all about me, me, me. Yeah, you got to bring somebody out with you. They did not have Tom Petty. Tom Petty was by himself in 2008. See, that's that was great. All right, here here is the list from 2011 till now. Uh, The Black Eyed Peas, Usher, and Slash. 2012 was Madonna with guests CeeLo Green, LMFAO, MIA, and Nicki Minaj. You're telling me that was better than the weekend? I don't recall it, so I'm not gonna. I'm not going to say yes or no, but guess what? In a year, I'm not going to remember this one either. The only thing I'm going to remember about this performance is this argument. That's all I'm going to remember. I'm going to remember this list. There's uh, Rolling Stones already put out. He is ranked. The weekend's ranked 16th all time. Yes, last night. So that's pretty out of 50 out of 55. That's not bad. No, they no, they ranked 29. The top, <laughs> the great smash. No, top thirty, top thirty. Yeah, so he's not. Go. But you, you guys are saying it's history. It was so good. It was great. Hey, it was history. I said it's better. Like you guys said, it was trash, and I said it was not trash, and I said it's better than it's something unique and better than recent shows that we've seen. Madonna, L- LMFAO, Nicki Minaj, and CeeLo Green is ranked second all time. That's ridiculous. I don't like. Are you kidding me? That cast. What's first on there? Prince. Okay, I was saying if it's not Prince, then it doesn't matter. It's Prince. What year was Prince? Wasn't that Super Bowl 41? Diana Ross. Remember Diana Ross? That was oh, Joe, yeah. you would remember it. And she yeah, got yeah. taken away in the helicopter yep. at the end. Production. Production. Yeah. Get a helicopter. The weekend. And remember having good kneecaps because we're not 50. <laughs> I had the best kneecaps you've ever seen. Look at these things. I could run around you in circles, Vince. I ran yeah, a five no, I yesterday to, just because I wanted to. I said that to the two, like, probably best in shape old people I know. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to take that as a compliment. Yes, thank you. All right, so uh, 50-50, it stunk, and it was great. What number was Bruce Springsteen? I need to know. I just need to know that. Uh, I don't even know if he's on here. Top five. Top five. Michael, ja- Michael Jackson. He was uh, Lady Gaga, 10. Black Eyed Peas, Usher, 11. Patty LaBelle, Boys to Men. Oh, yeah, I remember. Queen. Uh, six, 15, one before. <laughs> Hell yes. yeah. Let's go. Oh, that guy stinks. Oh, my God. <laughs> ben. Talk about being famous and not even be able to, being able to sing. Jesus. 
That's, you put some respect in his mouth, all right? This, no. is, this is where we see that sounded better than Bruce Springsteen just now. That's so. fair, but I'm yeah. also a very good singer. So, all right, I'm, let's I'm get let's I'm let's pro- get away from this. We're gonna we're gonna have producer Vince leave, and then we'll have him come back later. I want you two to talk to me about what the hell is going on in Eagle Land right now, and Carson Wentz Land, and what's going to happen, what you think is going to happen, and the whole Howie Roseman is the devil thing. Um, I don't think Howie Roseman is the devil. I do do wish. You're done. See ya. I wish he would stay on just to handle the cap. You can't you can't argue that he's the greatest cap uh, magician that you've ever seen in your entire life. You just can't argue that. That's unarguable. But have have you seen our salary cap for this year? Yeah, it's not great right now. But guess what? He's the only person that can get us out of it. That's what I truly believe. But, he was the person who put us in the mess to be no, no, you had <laughs> listen, you gotta pay quarterbacks. You gotta pay quarterbacks. Listen, that's nor here nor there. All right. I don't want to get caught up in that. I want to talk about Wentz. Please. Okay. It sounds like he's done. Like it sounds like his time here is definitely done. I definitely think he's gonna end up being traded. Do I want him to get traded? No, because I don't think he's cooked. I think he's closer to who he was in 2017 than he is who he was this year. I'm not saying that he's an MVP candidate again, but he's definitely better than what he did this year. And I think that that isn't a far stretch whatsoever to say. So I want him to stay, but it sounds like he's gone. And if he's gone, I mean, that it's upsetting because Hertz didn't really show much. If you really look at the numbers, if you're, if you're not just looking at the flashy plays and you really look at the numbers, he basically was Carson Wentz light. That's all he was. So I'm not super impressed with Hertz. I think if you trade away Wentz, you're really punting on like the next like three years. I totally agree with everything that you said. I will just set the stage. So just backtracking the timeline since Vince and I did the bonus episode on Saturday. Mm -hmm. So we had the rumor that he was getting Mm -hmm. traded to the bears. He still could get traded to the bears. Uh, And then there was also the Schefter report that this trade is inevitable. Mike K said the same thing that a deal is, quote unquote, close Indy and Chicago are the top two destinations. There were also two reports today. One, Doug Peterson wanted Carson Wentz back as the starter. The front office wanted Jalen Hurts. Doug Peterson is gone. So there's that. And then there's also the report that Carson is on good terms with Nick Sirianni and Jeffrey Lurie, but he will not speak to Howie Roseman and will not return his calls. So that's where we're at. But Joe, I do agree with with your take on Carson Wentz. But this is setting the stage for the scene and kind of where we're at at this point. Yeah, I think it's it's past the point of no return. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I do think, as much as I say, I think Howie's a great cap guy and he should have a cap job only. I don't think he should be in charge of player personnel whatsoever. What you've done by not firing him is basically draw a line in the sand. So you've you've split this entire organization i think you had to let him go so we'll see what happens i mean i i don't see how carson returns and plays for this franchise i agree and i like i know he's my favorite player but at the same time i just don't think there's any way he could walk through that door in the locker room again because one now you've kind of created division with the team it's not really him like you you created this mess yourself when you drafted jalen hurts but i'm sure there's jalen hurts guys in the locker room now there's reports out there like if he doesn't want to be here there's no point in keeping him around 
And I think like a fresh start. We've touched on this multiple times. I say this after every bad game. Just please let him go to Carolina or Indianapolis or somewhere else for a week and see how it looks. But now it might be for like the rest of his career. But yeah, I, there's just we're at past the point of no return. He is gone. It's just a matter of where. And I will say this because it needs to be the most stress point by everybody when talking about this topic. This is one of the greatest pathetic organizational failures of all time in this city with a player. Yeah. I mean, I think over what they were three years ago, Super Bowl champs to what they are now is one of the worst championship collapses. I think you'll ever see mm-hmm. from not just the, the fact that the team basically totally digressed year after year, but the fact that literally they're falling apart at the seams. There, there's issues on the field. There's issues off the field. The coach doesn't know what to do. The, the, the franchise quarterback wants out. It's literally the biggest shit show I've seen in this city that I can remember. I mean, I can't think of one worse. Legitimately. Just really saying something considering. Yeah. In this city. <laughs> now, I will say this too. I'm ready to sell myself on the fact that when he goes to another team, I'm ready to sell myself on the fact that he stinks. I'm ready to I'm ready to sell myself on that. The second he goes to the Bears, I'm going to be like, "Good, we got out of a bad contract with a bad player." I'm going to I'm going to do that. I'm totally 100% going to flip-flop on this entire take. I literally can't. If, <laughs> if the ship sinks, I have to go down with it. It's not me. I am also at the point of no return. <laughs> who wins in, who wins the Super Bowl first? Cowboys, Eagles, or Carson Wentz? Carson Wentz. That's a good one. Probably Carson Wentz. If Carson Wentz goes to the Colts, the Colts win the Super Bowl in the next two years. I was about to say the same thing. The only thing that, like, that was a playoff team, and they're playing with uh, Philip Rivers at age thirty-eight, mm-hmm. and we're and we're driving down the field at Buffalo to win the game. Yep, or tie. The I'd game. rather see him in Indy than Chicago, because I have no I have no ill intent. I, I hope he leaves, and I hope he's successful. Because obviously, my hatred is towards the Philadelphia Eagles, and is not Carson Wentz. Um, so I wouldn't mind seeing him have <laughs> exactly something we agree on again. I wouldn't <laughs> mind seeing him go to Indy because I really wanted to see Stafford go to Indy. I thought he would have been a great fit there, but you know, he is uh Stafford light and just being younger. They would both end up in, in great situations. Like uh, I get Colts fans being like, no, like Pat McAfee said this, like, no, I didn't want Carson Wentz and I shit talked him, but that's when I thought we could get Matthew Stafford. But I think Matthew Stafford's in a great place with Carson Wentz available. This is a no brainer. If you, and here's the thing it's amazing what you can do when you draft well. They have over $50 million in cap space. They could give up a first round pick this year because they yeah. have a lot of positions filled out already and they'd be all right. The, like the polar opposite of the Eagles, where they have no cap space, everything like that. So the Colts would be the perfect fit because he just has to. They could take the contract, they could eat losing a, a first round pick this year and be fine. Do you think the Eagles get one or two picks? I think they get. I think they get two. I think they get a first and like a fifth, or a first and a fourth. I don't don't know how you do a deal without getting two picks because at the end of the day, like if you get a player in exchange, they're really not going to matter. Like NFL players for players doesn't usually work out or make any Mm -hmm. sense because typically the team that's getting them doesn't want to give up a player in another position. Otherwise they're going to have another hole. So I think it's going to, it has to be two picks. Now, did you mean two ones or did you mean just two picks in general? Because I think that's a big difference. Like, yeah, they should be two overall, like 
picks. Yes, take- I agree. They should get two overall picks at least. But do you think there's any chance that they get two ones? I think so. Because if there's one thing in Chicago, Pace has proven that he will out negotiate himself and he'll give up. He'll give up like more than he has to. So like, that's why like when these nuggets come out to drive the price up, that probably doesn't work for like 90% of the league, but there's guys like him that that hundred percent will work for. So I think he will, if somebody's going to do it, it's going to be him. When he and traded also, up one spot to get Mitchell Trubisky. Yeah. <laughs> like just, yeah. Well, just, two, two things on Chicago and they're kind of intertwined. So one, the Mitchell Trubisky thing. So there's like people on TikTok, bears fans, like not being in on Carson Wentz. Like, you just watch Mitchell Trubisky for three years. What do you mean you're not in? Like, are you kidding me? Like, anything would be an upgrade. But also the second thing was Ryan Pace. So he's already – he bombed on the Mitchell Trubisky thing. He bombs on this Wentz thing. Who cares what the first-round pick in 2022 You're not going to be there. Exactly. You're not going to be there. It's somebody else's problem to deal with because you're getting fired. Exactly. So that's the I only way know. I see them getting two first-round picks is probably from the Bears. If you're the Colts, like, why? Yeah, no. <laughs> I agree. They hold they hold the cards in that situation. So nice Carson guy. Wentz will not be the starting quarterback. I think Dak Prescott will be the starting quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys next year. However, news just came out that Joe lost his ring light. Oh no. There it goes. Hi, Mike. Ring light's still here. <laughs> um Dak Prescott had a second surgery that people were not talking about until recently. But apparently this is just precautionary they knew it was going to happen he's ahead of schedule but that's all smoke and mirrors everything's fine until it's not so we'll see how that works out and the dallas cowboys put out a 2021 hype video came out two minutes after the super bowl came out last night and dak prescott is not in it and people are asking questions why and they just said oh that was an oversight how how is not putting your franchise quarterback in your 2021 hype video just an oversight. I mean, it's a lie. It's a flat out lie. I mean, they're they're just trying to cover their their bases, but it adds. I mean, there's just no truth behind that whatsoever. Just oh yeah, we forgot about the guy that touches the ball every single play. Oh my god, <laughs> duh. Oops. I, it was just like a. They were conscious that we said this before the show, but they were just conscious that old takes exposed exist on the internet and did not want to get fried if yeah. he ends up on the Chicago Bears in two months. Yeah. Or the Carolina Panthers. But that's that's really all that's happening in Cowboys land. I I don't want to waste too much time with them until we get deeper into the offseason. Since we have Joe here. Yes, Aiden, you want to pop something? I was just going to say, because you brought up the Panthers, and I wanted to say it before I forget. There was a dark horse team. So there's three teams, Indy, Chicago, and then one quote-unquote dark horse team. I think Carolina is it. They were in on Matthew Stafford. on Inside the Birds, they said they were calling the Eagles about Carson Wentz. I think. Indy or Carolina is the dark horse. New England has a ton of cap. New England needs a quarterback. That would make a lot of sense as well. I would laugh so hard. <laughs> we have people at Branded who are Patriots fans who mm-hmm. have stopped at nothing to make fun of Carson Wentz every time he ties a shoe wrong. I will I will laugh so hard if that guy ends up in New I England. actually now that you mentioned that, I would actually love to see them try to squirm their way out of that one. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know they, they would. Couldn't root for the team at that point. Like they yeah. made fun of him so much that there's no coming back. And then if Hertz ends up playing, ends up playing better than Wentz, oh what a sweet <laughs> treat that would be. <laughs> Just a, mm, tasty little treat. I think any of those teams Wentz has a has the chance to thrive in. I do. 
I still think he might suck, but he could thrive at the same time. So mean. So mean. All right, let's, uh, let's bring producer Vince in here. We'll do our, uh, our TikToks and then we'll get out of here. So, um, Joe, we do our famous TikTok power rankings and we're going to continue them because why would we stop power ranking teams just because the season's not happening, Vince? Uh, cause we need the content. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. So wait, do I get to go first? Can I go first? Well, wait, cool. what are we going to How does this you? work? So, so we're going to do Pat. We'll do power rankings first and we're going to go from five to one and we can go if Joe would like to start at five and then Vince, Aiden and me, we can go in a square. Oh no, Vince always, Vince has to go last. So Joe, me, Aiden, Vince. Okay. So, um, you just give your number five team and why? All right. Back and forth between, actually back and forth and back between three teams. I'm going to take, though, the Colts. And one of the other teams I was back and forth with was the Ravens. But I do think the Ravens are the Ravens are about to, to implode. And I think Lamar Jackson is one injury away from that whole situation just being an absolute disaster. So I'm going to take the Colts at five. If they get themselves a quarterback, which I think they will, they're going to be an absolute terror. But either way, I still think I love that coach. I love everything they've done there. I love them at five. Five for me, it's the Carolina Colts. Uh, if either team gets Carson Wentz, they're going to be a top five contender. So the Carolina Colts for me at number five with Carson Wentz. I really can't argue with that logic. I wish I would have thought of that myself. At number five, I have the L.A. Rams. Maybe we get another situation with the uh, home team playing in their Super Bowl there in L.A., but I think Matthew Stafford is going to be a game changer. This is his one shot. I also have the Rams for exactly why Aiden said. I said two things. (laughs) Well, both of them. He agrees with both. Both of my reasons. Fantastic. Um, All right, number four, New England Patriots. Bill Belichick just watched his quarterback win a Super Bowl the heat is on now. Conversation was, is it Bill? Is it Tom? Who's making it happen over there? Well, when the other guy goes and wins the Super Bowl, you have to clap back. Like I said, plenty of cap room. They're going to go get themselves a guy. Bill Belichick is still the greatest coach of all time. He will be back. Patriots of four, easy. Number four for me, the Green Bay Packers, as long as Aaron Rodgers is still there, which I think he is going to be. And if he is there, they're always going to be contenders. I need to see him get over the hump again. I mean, Aaron Rodgers is a guy that deserves more than one ring, but they will be back in the hunt with Aaron Rodgers next year. Packers four. At four, I have the Steelers. I'm pretty much going double or nothing. Uh, I thought they were a Super Bowl contender this year, and they turned out to be frauds. Uh, They're always going to be in games because of their defense. Again, they had offensive line problems. That seems to be the theme of the week here. Uh, I hate the receivers, but I still think they're a really good team. Number four, I have the Chiefs. I just don't think they're going anywhere. They're going to be I'm as long as Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> Sorry, my cat just fucking fell off the window. So. <laughs> we have our, somebody opened up like a metal like filing yeah. cabinet. And I was like, call us a little dude. Do you have files uh, and shit? I'm the fucking intro two weeks in a row. <laughs> uh, um, we're going to call PETA. You killed a cat. <laughs> all right, the Chiefs. Because 
as long as they have Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid and Travis Kelsey and Tyreek Hill and a bunch of other names I can list forever, they're going to be good. Um, all right, number three, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Tom Brady. He still got it. Threw 40 touchdown passes this year. He was 43. I think he gets a golden year next year. 44 touchdown passes at the age of 44. He's still deadly good. I love that team. I mean, he's always going to be in it. Bucks. Bucks. Number Bucks. three for me, Kansas City Chiefs. Same reasons that Vince said. They're a top three team. I mean, they're not going anywhere. They had a bad night. Mahomes had a bad game. They'll be back. At three, I have the Chiefs as well. They got humbled a bit, and I think they needed it. Though I think they'll get back on track next year. And the window is smaller than people think. $500 million eats up a lot of cap space. So mm-hmm. all these other people you got to pay, it's not going to work out well. This window is smaller than people think. They got to get going in a hurry. Number three, I have the Bucks. Uh, as long as Tom Brady is alive and playing football, I don't think this team can be bad. Uh, I can't believe people didn't think they are going to win last night. It's a good pick. Uh, number two, Chiefs. Everything everybody just said, the Chiefs. Number two. Uh, number two for me, the Tampa Bay Bucks. All the same reasons. Tom Brady will be back. I think Gronk will be back as well. And that defense is only going to get better. At two, I have the Green Bay Packers. I think you brought it up before, Kevin, with Aaron Rodgers and how good he is. But now he has this bugaboo with the NFC Championship. He's got to get over that hurdle running out of time on that one. So I think next year has got to be the year that he does it. Uh, number two, I have – we're on two, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. All right. Number two, I have the Philadelphia Eagles. I think Nick Foles leads this team back to the Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> I could see you laughing, and I knew something was going – it was either it was either Nick Foles or the cat. One of those two. Uh-huh. I knew yeah. something was going on. Like I could see you like laughing. It was making me laugh. <laughs> All right. Number one. The Los Angeles Rams. They are a team of destiny next year. Sean McVay. He's a coach that needs to prove that he is not a fluke. Matthew Stafford, this is his last real shot. Mm-hmm. I love that team. They're better than people think. They had a down year this year, and they still perform pretty well. They are going to win it all this year. If you're putting futures in, you put a future on the Rams right now. You probably get them at just ridiculous value. Matthew Stafford hoisting hoisting the Lombardi next year. Don't hate it. Number one for me. Nobody circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills. You saw what Josh Allen, the way he jumped last offseason, he's only going to get better. They have a bad, 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 bad taste in their mouth from what happened in Kansas City. They saw what the Bucks did to the Chiefs, that blueprint. They're going to build their defense just like that. Stephon Diggs and Allen are only going to get better. Give me the Buffalo Bills, best team in the league. Love both of those. Love the reasoning, but I'm playing it safe. I've got Tampa Bay Buccaneers at one. I can't. We just can't keep doubting Tom Brady. But also, again, back to this defense. They are young and in their prime. I think the defense is actually going to get better next year. They had injuries that they were dealing with. They hit hard. They will be right back. They might be one of the best defenses in the league. They keep improving each year. Uh, number one, I have the Chicago Bears. <laughs> I think... I think Carson Wentz shows up, balls out, takes that team to the Super Bowl. Chicago Wentz, Khalil Mack. So so you think there's going to be an NFC championship between Nick Foles as an eagle and Carson Wentz as a bear? I think it's going to be a shootout. Whoa. 
I think the internet would explode. Yeah, the, the internet, the internet can't handle that. That would I be. Know couple, I know a couple of Philly radio personalities who would probably explode. Yeah, folks lost. All right, before we get before we get into the Super Bowl MVP talk, um, I think once out. you're not, you're out. Yeah, I'm gonna jump out. All right, brother. Boys, I appreciate it. Oh wait, you. coming on. Yes. Yeah, don't end right. that, bro. No, I do that all the time. All right, okay, bye. We good? That interview with Joe is presented by Stateside yeah. Vodka. <laughs> <laughs> all yeah. right. I. Uh, we have um, kind of that inside knowledge, Aiden, that we wanted to talk to Vince about. Oh, yeah. Right. Did you did you happen to uh, did you happen to check the branded group chat? That are you on your phone or no? Uh, no, but I will say right. the branded group chat pops off every single time we record, and yeah. all it does is ding up in the corner of my screen. And I'm going to send you a picture that was sent there. That this is part of it too. So you can start uh, start this how you'd like, and then. Uh... So we have inside information on the streaker in Super Bowl last night. Why this information was not shared with us before the game? Very I don't upset. know. It was very upsetting because we could have made money off this. Vince doesn't know about it, so we're springing it on him now. So Kevin, I don't know if you want me to tell the story or not. Obviously, yeah, the you can... on the field. He made it pretty far. He pretty solid yeah. distance last night. And the 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 Harlan commentary was the best part of the super bowl last night yeah absolutely um so the streaker gambling is a thing and the odds were very high that there would be a streaker on the field he had inside information from somebody at brandon who told us during the game um that this person who was a streaker on the field bet an insane amount of money on a streaker going on the field on DraftKings, the odds were very high. And then he himself ran on the field. Um, so the text that we also got was now this is the one that's going viral. It's after the fact, but I think yep. this is not in regards to what we heard last night. Uh, yep. But met the Super Bowl streaker at Jay Alexander's restaurant while having a lunch before leaving Tampa. He bet 50K on a prop bet at plus 750 that there would be a streaker at the Super Bowl. His buddy went out first as a diversion, so he didn't get caught as quickly as his friend. Cost him 1000 to get out of jail, so he cleared $374,000 on the bet. I was just doing the math. Jesus Christ. And somebody in Brandon alerted us of that, but too late. Too late. And we didn't get the bet on it. That's crazy. I mean, that's stupid that they would have that as a bet that you can – someone could – like, how did they not have, a, like, the forethought to realize this is going to happen? I agree. Like, it'll yeah, never I, happen again because – Because if you're at the Super Bowl, close enough yep. to where you can hop on the field, you Why have would you not bet? put on a bet. Like, I'm emptying the bank account. Yeah. Take out a second mortgage on the house just to put it. Exactly. Yeah, it, it is unbelievable. There are so many little bet like, you know, who uh, who's going to be shown first, Mahomes or Brady? It's like if I'm a camera operator, I'm just taking control. I'm betting, and I'm like, oh, there's Brady. Well, like, will, the, will he say Giselle three times? It's like So I went to, I went to college for this. There's a person in the truck that decides – all right, Ooh. so that guy's going to bet then. Yeah. 
yeah, go Brady first, or just like an equipment manager and just walking by and lifting up the lid on the Gatorade thing. Like, oh, it's blue today. But I want to text yeah. my friends and say, hey, I'm gonna Venmo you seven million dollars. Please put it on blue on DraftKings. Yeah, or you can be just be me and already know because you know, or just yeah, have the blue. yeah, be Vince. <laughs> All right, before we get out of here, let's do our uh, TikTok three Super Bowl MVPs from last night, not named Tom Brady. So we're back in our triangle now. Joe is left. So we'll go our normal Aiden, me, Vince. Cool. You want to go three to one? Or we just name it? Okay. Three to one's cool with me. Uh, so at three, I have Leonard Fournette, playoff Lenny. He played really well, scored a touchdown, hit his over in, I think, rushing yards and total yards. Uh, so just what I wanted to point out is he was available as a free agent. So, like, any team that needed an RB2 could have picked him up. You know, like, if you had, like, a solid Sproles-type RB3 and maybe a, a RB1 who was hurt a little bit or dinged up, like, you could have just jumped on him, and it wouldn't have cost that much, and you could just brought him in. Just, like, for any team – that he might have been available for just a thought like shady mccoy playing in back-to-back super bowls getting not one snap and two super bowl rings legend amazing um my number three the kansas city chiefs tackles they were so bad that they should get mvp trophies for the tampa bay buccaneers that was a fit that was a fit special i respect it i appreciate i i respect the pick uh, number three, I have anyone who bet the Chiefs uh, and forgot Tom Brady was on the other team because, uh, <laughs> I mean, that basically that all but cemented the Bucks win. That's fair. Mm-hmm. You Especially know, when, the uh, bets, when the public bets one way, Vegas is like, give me the money. Yes. Yep. I thought the back and forth between him and Tyron Matthew was interesting. Very. Yeah. It's very all right. Very interesting. Uh, at number two, I have Antoine Winfield. So we talked about it. The peace sign was the craziest thing of all time. It was awesome. He was drafted 45th this year. So you would think like if you were a team that like needed a safety. Two teams. Two teams that needed a safety. You could have, I don't know, traded up instead of, I don't know, using the pick on a backup quarterback. <laughs> I don't know. Just like a thought. Again, just a thought from me. Antoine Winfield, number two. For me. Rob Gronkowski, Gronk. I bet him on here, I believe I said it. I said it on radio. You have to bet Gronk plus 250 to score, even more to score the first touchdown. He gets two touchdowns. He was having fun. I I was hoping that I, I knew somebody that bet Gronk to win the MVP, and he was about to win 16 grand, and uh, then he didn't win it because you know they just gave it to Tom. But Gronk, number two for me because he had two touchdowns. I love that Gronk to for MVP after the first two touchdowns because I figure he's a touchdown and a big play away from winning MVP, especially if yep. the game was close. Yep. Um, number two, I have Patrick Mahomes just for being alive. <laughs> he lived through the game. He did. I think yeah. that's very fair. He was running. I honestly feel bad for him. 500 yards of running. <laughs> Unbelievable. All right, so at number one, I have uh, Chris Godwin. He wasn't the biggest weapon for the Bucks, but I think he's one of the most underrated players on the team. And he was drafted in the third round of the 2017 draft, 84th overall. So I don't know. Like, as a team, 
in 2017 who drafted a franchise quarterback the year before. I don't know. Maybe I would have looked his way uh, instead of drafting. I don't know. Hmm. Let's think like a corner coming off a Achilles tear. Hmm. I don't know. Again, just thoughts for me of things that a team could have done. Chris I Godwin, wonder, number one. I wonder what team that could have been. I wonder. Hmm. Number one for me. Safety. That could have been mine. Could have been yours, but he's now a Super Bowl champ. He threw up the best taunting sign of all time. Antoine Winfield wins for me simply because that was the greatest taunt of all time. And if I was the coach, I wouldn't even care. His name's not Antoine Losefield. Uh, <laughs> I'm you are becoming you are becoming an old very quickly. Uh, number one, I have the Honey Badger Tyron Matthew. Uh, I he had to know what he was doing, yelling at Brady. Right, like he had to have, he had to have had money on Tom. And he's like, you know what's going to light a fire under him? Me antagonizing him. Me being a douche. I wonder what will happen if I swing at this hornet's nest. I hope nothing <laughs> bad occurs. Bye. That's literally what it was like. That's what it felt like. Oh, hold on. Ke- Kevin, you're old enough for this. So yeah, sure. I wasn't old enough. You don't like the weekend. <laughs> yes, I, I do. Old enough to watch. I wasn't old enough to watch Michael Jordan. I know you're not the biggest basketball fan, but – did you watch enough on Michael Jordan? Yeah. If any. All right. Who and Tom I'm an Brady. older brother, an even older brother, and he's still yeah. alive that made me watch basketball with him. Yeah. So yes. So I didn't watch any Michael Jordan live. But at this point, I have to assume Tom Brady is more impressive to watch than Michael Jordan ever was. I would not agree with that. It's just a it's a different really? level. Play he played every night. Some of the things he did was just unbelievable. I mean, I'm trust me, I am not taking anything away from Tom Brady. I think he is the GOAT. But Michael Jordan's like the GOAT GOAT. GOAT of all time. Yeah. After, but like, after, like after the intensity that Tom Brady showed, like the I don't know, man. Like I I'll go I'm, watch some highlights. Gonna, you want to talk I about know, intensity? I'm not gonna like argue because I I don't have another so like I can't argue against you because I only there was this this multiple episode documentary that you could watch. I don't about know. Michael Jordan. Just the thought. Hey, it doesn't, it doesn't have, like, I feel like you have to watch it live to like actually understand it though. You know, I thought the documentary was really yeah, good. It was, yeah, it was good, but I'm saying like, I feel like there's nothing like it can't, it doesn't replace watching, watching, no, it, it, doesn't. Live, so just, watching it live was unbelievable, but um, I don't know. It's just but, so I mean, different. He also wasn't winning championships at 43. Yeah, but different sport. Different, different sport. Different sport. You put, I mean, Brady couldn't play linebacker right now. Or Full ever. Receiver. He, he arguably yeah, could never have played linebacker. Yeah, no, he couldn't, <laughs> couldn't do anything athletically. Are we right, rambling that, now? No, it's just my hypothetical I thought of during the game last night. I wanted to get an old That's head. That's fair. I mean, it's a fair question. I mean, I think they're very close. I'll say that. You think it's just the electricity of basketball in general just makes MJ more? He just did impressive. it so much. I don't know. What do you think, Aiden? I think it's MJ. Yeah. I, mean, I didn't. It's even... like how both of them can just decide to win for a whole team. 
like the flu game. Just go go watch the entire flu game. I'm sure you can get it on YouTube. It's just unbelievable. Fair point. That was a long silence, guys. <laughs> you want me to just ramble about Howie Roseman again? <laughs> like Tanya, Harding was, Tanya Harding was a great skater, too. Crazy, You're- but goat skater. Okay. <laughs> All right, let's get out of here. Um, next week, we're going to be joined by a Cowboys legend, I guess we could say. He played quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys in the 90s. Well, late 90s, early 2000s. So we're going to be joined by Quincy Carter next week. But, yeah, that was fun. Super Bowl's over. Football is over. We are on to the offseason. If anything pops off about Carson Wentz, look out for a secret short bonus edition. Maybe me. Maybe Aiden. Maybe Vince. You never know. But follow us everywhere. TikTok is your best spot, too. Will I be on that show? Yes. Will be. Will I be alive by the end? Still to be determined. Maybe he'll fall off the ledge like Vince's cat. Vince's cat meets the same demise as that dumbass cat. Chris Hansen here, and I'm going to need you all to take a seat right over there and check out Birds vs. Like Boys. I think you're completely right here, and I hate it. Yep. Hey, idiots. Stop doing dumb things. I got two phones. Upside alert. Upside alert. I might go insane. I think you're already there. There's no hope. Hope is gone. If this was an AFC North podcast, we'd be done in 15 minutes. Bob Hope. I'm going to drink bleach. Be the team you promised me you were going to be this year. This is the Consciously Hopeful podcast. I'll be watching.